Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. Good morning, fish heads in Cowboy Nation. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. Straight dope. Wait, my hat's crooked. Straight dope. No bullshit. Yes, you can get that hat in the Uncle Fish store. Of course, you can also get the ever popular fish out mug. But we'll get all we'll get the fish out in a few minutes. First of all, let's get in to the Jonathan Taylor trade idea. Won't even advance this to uh, report definitely, and won't even advance this to rumor. Let's just let's just call this an idea. And we'll do it like we always do it, uh, with your contributions, your questions, your criticisms. Get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table. Only three slappies allowed per program. Has another busy day at the Star, and we'll head over there in a little bit, of course. And we'll bring you uh, all things moving and shaking in the Cowboys world. You can get that information exclusive, exclusive here at the Fish Report. Also, of course, at CowboysSI.com. So I entered this concept and prepared for this conversation pretty much completely dismissing this idea. Jonathan Taylor, the great Colts running back, wants out. The Cowboys should get him. And then Richie Witt wrote a column for CowboysSI.com. Richie's been covering the Cowboys 33 years like I have. I don't dismiss that. I don't dismiss Richie Witt. I don't dismiss the Hathaway family. Fish, my daughter's getting ready for first grade. She wants you to wish her good luck. Good luck, little Miss Hathaway. You'll do great. Have fun. It's supposed to be fun. Believe me, it'll, uh, there'll, there'll be plenty of times in your life when you have to get up in the morning and do something. It won't be fun. School's fun. Go get it, little Miss Hathaway. And... So Richie's trying to make a case. Then I see our old friend, Sal Pal, Sal Palantonio, hey, who I've known for a long time, a lot of respect for. And he's on ESPN making a case for it. Now, then I saw Sal Pal make a case for JT to the Bills. Then I saw him make a case to JT to the Eagles. And then I started to think, this is... Uh, This is so automatically easy that every contender should trade for Jonathan Taylor. No, I I think it's more complicated than that. Uh, Real quick on Sam Williams. Latest on Sam Williams. Uh, Jerry says he does not suspect he'll be suspended. Jerry has no way of knowing that. Uh, The the NFL has not even begun to investigate yet. Uh, There is a history of behavioral issues here, as we touched on last night. Uh, Jerry is choosing to publicly ignore those. And Jerry's even telling jokes about Sam Williams and guns and weapons and driving twice the speed limit. Tone deaf. The Cowboys are on this one. Tone deaf. Behind the scenes, uh, maybe they're the duck paddling their feet like hell under the water. But in public, tone deaf. It's unfortunate because Sam Williams might be getting a 
spanking in private, but he's he goes online and sees Jerry telling jokes about it. Why shouldn't Sam Williams think it's a joke? Bobby Webb, $5 pitch in. I agree. I, I don't know about all your specifics, but this is a jailable offense. Now to Jonathan Taylor, the issue of the day. And we'll have plenty of issues over the course of the morning for you, of course. I can come up with one good reason why the Dallas Cowboys should pursue Jonathan Taylor, which, by the way, at this moment, they are not. I think every general manager is obliged to make a phone call, but the Cowboys are not. Let, don't, let, don't get this twisted, as the kids say. The Cowboys are not in pursuit of Jonathan Taylor. By the way, either of the Eagles. That story is bogus. Again, did Howie call? Maybe. Are they in aggressive pursuit? Not as of last night, they were not. So that's good because you don't want to see Jeff, you don't want to play against an Eagles team with Jonathan Taylor. You don't want that either. There's one thing about it, about this idea, the Cowboys pursuing Jonathan Taylor media idea that has something going for it. At age 24, he's a hell of a player. One. But the negatives, the obstacles, and the realities, they are more subtle. They are more complex, which is why I'm saying, with all due respect to ESPN, you can't just take this situation, plug it into every team and say, they should get them, they should get them, they should get them, and they should get them. It's more complex than that. More subtle, more complex, more fact-based than any of these fantasies. And the negatives, the obstacles, and the realities, guess what? There's 10 of them. That's right, 10 of them. One, the money and the cap. Taylor, fourth year of his rookie deal. Wants out of Indy in large part because the Colts are unwilling to give him a raise and an extension beyond what he makes now, which is $5 million, to what he presumably wants. Surely what he presumably wants is in excess of $10 million APY. So I've seen a lot of people write, Dallas has a lot of cap room. And that's sort of true. Um, Joe has a lot of money in the bank today. He's got $1,000 in the bank today. Hey, hey, great. But the rent's due tomorrow. And his rent is $1,020. Yeah, he's got a lot of money in the bank today. But he won't have it tomorrow. The Cowboys sit at about $20 million under the cap. But as you know, that money's earmarked for Lamb and Micah and the rest down the line. The Joneses, pie. And the Cowboys view Lamb and Parsons and other guys as being heck of a players, too. So just looking at the Cowboys' salary cap situation and saying that's a fit is not looking deep enough. Item two, the double payment. This is critical. The Cowboys already have a Pro Bowl running back making $10 million. One team employing two running backs, both making top dollar in the cap era, would be unprecedented. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's just unprecedented. And it's unprecedented for a reason. I don't even know what a mink stole is. What's a mink stole? It just popped in my head. Let's say Marsha had a mink stole. Whatever that is. 
And then she said, hey, I, I'm going to go get another mink stole. Why? Why do you need two mink stoles? We're on a budget. Why do you need to? By, by the way, also, Marsha, it's 108 degrees out. Why are you wearing a mink stole? <clears throat> a pricey backup, number three, to continue that concept. Backups running back matter. They don't not matter. Isn't there a way to get a backup running back without paying him like a superstar? In this scenario, if you assume that for the sake of this argument, item three, that Jonathan Taylor is a better player than Tony Pollard. Now you've got Tony Pollard as a $10 million backup. That's a gross waste of $10 million. Think of it this way. Backup quarterbacks matter even more than backup running backs, right? You get one Dak Prescott at $40 million. You get one Jalen Hurts. You get one Josh Allen. You get one Joe Burrow. You get one Patrick Holmes. And then behind them, you get a Cooper Rush at one-tenth the price. That's how this works for all the obvious reasons. You don't, you don't sign Josh Allen at $40 million and trade for Joe Burrow at $40 million and have two of them. Can you dig it? Backup quarterbacks way more important than backup running back. And you would never do that. Item four, Pollard's health. I'm so sick of seeing this be mismanaged by the media. People outside the star continue to say, the reason the Cowboys should make a trade for running back X is what if Tony Pollard isn't healthy? He, I'm there every day. He's healthy. He's been practicing since OTAs. The lower body, lower body injury, leg, ankle, from the playoff thing, it's he's fine. He's been clear, and the answer's been clear. Tony Pollard's health is a non-issue here. Throw that one out. Item five, CBS Sports writes, they should sign Jonathan Taylor to replace Zeke. What? CBS writes, after parting ways with Zeke Elliott, the Cowboys are now left with a void at the position. This is a wacky misunderstanding of the Cowboys' amicable divorce with Zeke. Kenneth Easley, Uncle Fish Premium, member for 27 months. Fish, I've been looking at your mug. Oh, I thought you meant my fish out mug. I've been looking at your, you mean my face. I've been looking at your mug for 27 months. Congratulations on the channel growth. Thank you, 65,000 strong and growing. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Kenneth. They aren't, they, they, they didn't accidentally or unintentionally part ways with Zeke, thus creating a void. Now, there's plenty of Cowboy fans that thought that for a short time. March, April, May, June, July, August. Has it been that long? Was it the middle of March that Zeke got released? Are we going on five months? The organization loves Zeke. The locker room loves Zeke. They did not invite him back because they never believed there was a void. 
now here we are and we're watching Deuce Vaughn, who I think is going to be running back to A or B. And at this point, running back Rico Dowdle, who's going to be running back to A or B. They, they don't think there's a, they don't think there's a void. And most of you now realize there's not either. If Zeke was on this team right now, he'd be the, he'd be clearly the second string running back and he would handle short yardage stuff. That's not Jonathan Taylor. Item six, how about a rental? And this goes to what a lot of you guys are saying about could, could you trade Tony Pollard and get Jonathan Taylor? And here's, here's, here's the answer. It's about the rental. That would be a double rental. Uh, one of you said, could you call the Colts and say, we'll give you Tony Pollard and a three? Good. Why would they do that? Tony Pollard's on a one-year contract. If they don't want to pay Jonathan Taylor, why would they want to pay Tony Pollard? And so, so they're, they'd be renting Tony Pollard to play one year on a bad team and then get a third-round pick? Doesn't, doesn't add up at all. They have every reason to be asking for the package that we'll get to. And then we'll address what's really going to happen here. Don't forget about Malik Davis, certainly in the conversation. How many running backs am I keeping? Okay, Jonathan Taylor is also on a one-year contract. Right. Which means for the Cowboys to acquire him and make everybody happy, they have to pay him. Cowboys don't want to rent Jonathan Taylor either. What would be the point? So how about a rental? Would Jonathan Taylor accept a trade to a contender just to get away from the Colts and do so without a new contract? And then Dallas just plays him for one year and never pays him more. That would violate the exact reason for Taylor's protests. He doesn't want to play on this contract. Uh, listen, Jerry might be the world's greatest salesman. Uh, but not even he's that great. Jonathan, come here, play one year. We won't pay you. You'll split carries with Tony Pollard, and then we'll let you go back on the market again, where PS, seek top secret, don't mean to, nobody's going to pay you either. Let's extend item seven, the Cowboys rental problem. So let's go ahead and dream. Jonathan Taylor says yes to that scenario. Yes, I'll come to Dallas. I'll be a backup share partner and I'll play for $5 million. What an incredible get that would be just for the honor of joining America's team. That's cool. So the Cowboys are going to trade a first round pick to fill a non-position of need and only have him for one year. That's a horrible asset management plan. Item eight. Now you say, what do you mean a first round pick? Well, 
What's the cost? What do they want? What should they get? If you had, if, if you were the Colts, you're giving them away for a third round pick? Never. No way. For one thing, if Jonathan Taylor somehow doesn't end up playing, if, if he continues to say, my toe hurts or, or whatever, I'm a hold in or what, what the, the, his value will not go down when you get to the trade deadline. And now, you know, you're a contender and now your star running backs got the, the, the price is not going down. Let's recognize in item eight, the smoke and the mirrors of all this. And this is a, this is a dirty trick. The Colts with Jim Irsay are not always the swiftest. Am I being rough? But this is pretty slick what they've done here. It's kind of devious. We hereby announce that we will allow Jonathan Taylor to seek his own trade. Sweet. Freedom. You're free to seek your own freedom. Psst. One. A. Few teams will truly bid. Uh, there, there's, there's Dolphins buzz about a phone call. Let's see if there's a bit. B, pst, the Colts could just say no to any offer that's made. And C, pst, they just put a Tuesday deadline on it. You're free. You're free to leave. Seek your own deal. But nobody's going to really want you. We can say no, even if they do, and you've got to, you got till Tuesday. <laughs> That's not freedom granted. The freedom granted to Taylor is not free, and it's therefore only fake granted. Item nine, to the trade costs. The Colts are rightly looking for value here. One outlet reporting that Indy wants a first-round pick in exchange. That's logical. Another says it'll be about a package richer than the multi picks that the Niners paid for Christian McCaffrey. That's logical. Now go back and look at the McCaffrey Niners made, by the way, you can also look at the Niners, a major contender along with the Cowboys in the NFC and, and the way they've completely botched the Trey Lance thing. Next time somebody tells you that the Niners are infallible with general manager, John Lynch, and even with Kyle Shanahan, a coach who's a quarterback guru, bring up Trey Lance. What a debacle. The Niners gave away a trillion picks to get Trey Lance, and they gave away a trillion picks to get McCaffrey. They did that with McCaffrey because they did have a hole at running back, unlike what you have. They viewed him as a final piece of the puzzle. Now, Jerry has suggested that money is not the issue and that in a similar situation, Dallas would do the same. Maybe that's so, but... You'd have to give a first round pick or a big pile of picks and you'd have to pay him. It's not happening. And then to number 10, 
And this is one of the, the grandest misunderstandings. And I say this about Jerry Jones, and I, I think you guys understand my feelings about Jerry Jones. I'm not anti-Jerry Jones. But this idea that Jerry wants to make a splash, he always wants to make a splash. Somebody wrote, acquiring Taylor is the kind of splashy, star-driven move the Cowboys always make. They do? Sully, don't pay Tony Pollard like a three down back. Well, first of all, he, that's what he's going to be. And second of all, it's a little late for that, Sully. It's already done. Daniel Silva, the Eagles always do big moves and it pays off. False and false. The Eagles, how many starters, Daniel? And by the way, they went to the Super Bowl. Obviously, their moves paid off. To, and allowed them to go to the Super Bowl. Daniel, how many starters did the Eagles lose off last year's team? Ready, set, go. Give me your answer, and then we'll talk. Michael Cox gets it, Uncle Fish Premium. Jerry likes to make a splash with his words, not necessarily for outside-the-building players. Thankfully, a lot of people here follow along, and so you're seeing the answers. Philadelphia lost by one count, seven by one count, eight. Not no Zemron, they didn't lose 11. Philadelphia lost eight starters and two coordinators. BJ, the Niners didn't have a quarterback in the NFC Championship game. Tough shit. They could have, they could have in theory, had Trey Lance. Of course, they all got hurt. They have Trey Lance now. They don't want him. They gave three first-round picks for Trey Lance. Daniel, I know they went to the Super Bowl. I was there. They went to the Super Bowl and then lost seven starters and two coordinators. All their moves got them to the Super Bowl. It's true. And then seven of their moves count. And then the coordinators, nine of their moves stripped that team of what it was. And by the way, as Smalty points out, they didn't win the Super Bowl. And that's the standard. I don't know how the standard is in Philadelphia, but that's the standard here. For four decades, people have been writing about situations like this as if Jones simply cannot resist his own art of the deal. Acquiring Taylor is the kind of splashy star-driven move that the Cowboys always make. But is it? Here's the facts. We've written that for four decades, but it was only actually true in Jones's first three decades. Want me to say that again? We wrote about that in the 90s. 
the 2000s, 2010s, and the 2020s. And it was only true in this one, this one, and this one. It's not true anymore. The splash is talk. When was the last time the Cowboys made a Taylor level, splashy, star driven move? Where is the always that everybody keeps always talking about? What the Cowboys do, if you want to call this splashy, is they sign their own great players to big contracts. That they do. But adding from the outside? T.O. was 17 years ago. Dion was 29 years ago. Jones's reputation here is simply wrong. I mentioned this to Bree the other day. Look at Dallas's two big offseason trades. And they were big. And they're winning trades. By the way, Daniel, speaking of winning trades and making good moves, the Cowboys get Gilmore and Cooks and give up nothing. Both good and important players. Had the Cowboys and Jerry wanted to be splashy, they wouldn't get Gilmore. He's not splashy. They would have got Ramsey. He's splashy. Had they wanted to get a splashy wide receiver, they wouldn't have got Brandon Cooks. They would have gotten DeAndre Hopkins if they wanted splash. But what they did and what they've been doing for the last 10 years with great guidance from Will McClay and Stephen too, cap man, they're trying to not just be splashy. They're trying to not trade two first round picks for one wide receiver because it's splashy. They're letting Jerry talk about Johnny Manziel, splashy with never actually considered doing it. Reasons to think that the Cowboys will try to trade for Jonathan Taylor. You can go ahead, we can go ahead to try and conjure up some. We can make them up. The media can make them up. And I'll close with this. All the reasoning that you can conjure. Splashy Jerry contrary to common belief, ain't one of them. Fish out.